for IC Church's Favour Women. I'm Marion Wright, and this is Favourite Friends, the podcast that aims to build community by sharing the real-life stories of Christian women. I am so pleased to bring you our first ever live episode recorded at this year's Favour Conference in Brisbane. I had the privilege of sitting down and interviewing three women who aren't just influential in their own respective worlds, but who have also had such a large impact on my life and the person that I am today. Pastor Joe Geeling, Pastor Nikki Hamalainen, and Pastor Robin Stevenson. We did record this at the end of the day on Saturday, so it's a word of warning. There were some awkward bits, some funny bits. But as always, lots and lots of gold. I hope you love it. Here are the ladies. Well, here we are. We want to thank you for coming because this is something we've never done live before. But uh, we have done, um, well, Marion sort of came to me. When was that, Marion? February. I said, I've really got a heart to maybe bring some of the stories of our church out so people can actually hear them. And I went, awesome, go for it, basically. I believe the conversation actually was, that's great, can you have two episodes by March? And we had this conversation in February. And I was like, oh, I firstly (laughs) didn't think you'd say yes, but yeah, okay, March, great, let's do it. Because it was taste of favour. And I said, what a perfect opportunity to actually release this. And so we've sort of been on the theme of purpose. And so we thought, Marion actually this is a real sweet spot for her and um, you do this in her lounge room on her little you know dining table we sit at a dining table Nikki got the couch the oh, she other got the night. couch we've we've the transitioned couch at 1 to the living room yes yeah we would okay. yeah there was pillows <laughs> and was we sleeping. sit there with a microphone each and uh, Marion you know has her notes and and we just talk and some of the pod well, all of the podcasts have been incredible for many different reasons you know just you know, uncovering the story. And the whole thing is we have incredible women in our church. There are so many stories to be told and they're not all going to be on a platform, unfortunately. You know, I was just saying to Pastor Fahlin, we don't have time in my conference to get all of our incredible women and preachers up. There's just not the time and space to do that. So this has been a real avenue to actually begin to tell stories and Marion is a master polarizer of the story, the God God component. And uh, so what we just thought we'd do quite simply today, and we'll probably finish around quarter two, ten two before we get into tonight, um, we're going to do what we do. Marion's going to do what we do, she does. Marion's going to pretend to be Oprah for a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. And she does it very well. And so enjoy. Ladies, Marian. welcome. Welcome to Favourite Friends Live. Please give my beautiful guests a bit of a round of applause. We've got Pastor Robin Stevenson, Pastor Nikki Hamalainen, Pastor Joe Geeling, the OG, OG Joe Geeling. Um, I know we're short on time, so we might, we'll jump straight into it. I thought we could start with a bit of an update about the city. So Rob, we might start with you. Tell us what's happening in India, what's happening in the church, how your family is. Give us a 30 second update. It's busy, it's moving, it's going, it's exciting, Um, there's momentum, things are growing, the kids are settling in, Um, people keep telling me I need to eat more, Um, they try to feed me more, so life is full, yeah. Pastor Nikki, how's Adelaide? 
Adelaide is wonderful. Um, probably not as fast-paced as Mumbai, but um, it's it's great. We uh, we've had uh, we started weekly Sunday services for church in February, so we just kind of feel like we're getting off the ground. And every day, every Sunday is an adventure. Like it's just. We just can can never tell. We're like, oh, I don't know how this one's going to go. And then it's like, oh, wow, there was five new people. And it, it, it's just we kind of can't predict, which is good because I think think we're just perpetually in faith for what God's going to do um, there. But, um, yeah, good. Family is good. You're teaching full-time. I am working full-time at the moment just yeah. this year. Yeah. Yep. That's a lot. Yeah, but yep. it's, it's okay. My boys are at the school I'm working at and so I get to see them. So it all kind of kills two birds with one stone. I feel like I'm a mum and working at the same time, which is nice. It's a good way to do it. Pastor what's happening in Brisbane? Oh, um, lots of things are happening in Brisbane. I've been away on holidays for three yeah. weeks, so yes. let's just so say lots. So what do you know what's happening I in have Brisbane. no clue. Um, I will just say our team is amazing yeah. and pulled off this conference and uh, – totally took on the charge and yeah, look awesome things are always happening um, probably things we'll talk about in a few months that are happening um, exciting things for women we had a bit of a chat about women yesterday just with all the city girls because we've got Launceston here as well so we had a bit of a chat about that so hopefully some exciting things for that as well but yeah I'm gonna lose my holiday brain and hopefully get into it this week <laughs> Just, can I say also one of the realities of favourite friends is that it's a bit awkward and I forget things and things get edited in the process. So you're seeing real. This is real process, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask both Robin and Nikki, we, the theme of the conference is for such a time as this, and I really thought about the time aspect. You know, purpose is so linked to right timing. And I wanted to ask both of you, how did you know it was time to move and to transition? Like physically and spiritually, what did that process look like for you? I think for our family um, moving, it, it wasn't like a um, we had to leave Brisbane. My goodness, like everything was ticking really nicely. There was not like a, a reason to leave apart from just this stirring that we knew Pastor Paul and Joe have got a heart for uh, other cities and... And so when we first, um, you know, started talking about it, um, the possibility of us moving, and I remember sitting at the coffee shop over here with Pastor Paul, and he's just like, yeah, this is it, and, we're, and this is happening. And, and I'm going, oh, like, now, wow, like, this is happening. Like it, And so, you know, I kind of probably had a bit of a longer process in my mind of when it might happen. But, you know, I, I feel like we just trust our senior leadership. We trust they hear from God and... Um, and you just kind of jump on it. So that's kind of how we did it. Ten-year process over here. Ten years, yeah. yeah. When we first spoke, obviously first spoke to Pastor Paul and he'd had the same thing, but we're definitely ten years. We needed that ten years. Um, and as, as a church, we needed that ten years. And we're like um, Nikki had said, we just really trust our senior pastors to know when to move. Because Sanjay was excited to go and I was okay to stay. And so, um, yeah, we really just trusted Pastor Paul and Joe. They've, you know, they're great leaders. They hear from God. So when they said, yep, the time has come, and we just knew it was. Yeah. Can I ask what kind of things did you feel in your spirit 
that prompted you? Because change is hard. And I, you know, we were talking about like peace and comfort and suddenly all of that gets uprooted. What was happening for you guys spiritually to prompt you? Um, I think for us it was just, um, I just feel like we were just ready for the next thing. And I, I, I feel for Dave and I, we I feel like God kind of doesn't tell us till we're kind of right on the edge of it because otherwise we'd get ahead of ourselves um and so I feel like the timing was really good but for me it was this um you know it's like this tearing like we adore the congregation that we were pastoring and love them and care about them so much but yet there's still this other thing that's like oh man my heart's breaking for another city and and what God wants to do there and the next generation there and so um it's it's not comfortable you know like it's a real awkward yuck kind of season and so I think sometimes you can pull the ripcord and just be like done with everything you know in that moment rather than kind of just stepping it out and just chatting and and yeah and oh can I jump in um I I you know because the process you know you sort of have both sides I know for Paul and I usually Paul's gone I feel son Jane Robin it's right and then I give him a million reasons why it's wrong <coughs> for them to move. I go, not now, not now. And so they're not usually spiritual ones. Well, I was going to ask you that. Like when sometimes when we're leading and we've got leaders in a really good spot, it can be really tempting to be like, that's cool for you, but right now this is, this yeah. is working. And so how do you, with you and within your spirit, how do you release people? How did you know it was time to release them? I don't do it very well. <laughs> And, um, yeah, you know, I think, you know, Pastor Failing's talk process. But, you know, Paul, Paul you know, part about when you're a strong girl as well, Paul goes, it's time. I go, not now because, you know, I'm always like, the church will fall over now. And Paul goes, I just have this sense it's time. And, and it's actually quite, um, it's quite interesting, you know. You've got to trust, you know, he's the one who's hearing from God. That's his ultimate thing to go, now is the time. Because what it is, it's usually, yes, it's the right time for them. It's the right time for the church. But it's also right time to release new people. And so it's this, it's this constant tension. And I know for me it's like, no, you stay, you stay. But what it actually does, it would limit these guys it would limit our church and would actually put a limitation on people rising up. And so, you know, I, we had, um, you know, every now and then we do, I get all the pastor's wives and the team girls over to my house and, you know, the last one we just had, I think I just cried the whole time. I said, girls, I didn't realise I was grieving Nikki and Robin leaving and at some point I have to get good with that and go, but you know what? And I'm looking at this beautiful room of all these new faces and I'm going, and rather than despise change has come, to actually go, now God has entrusted us with another group of people. So I think it's really interesting, but it's a sort of that process of, and I don't know with Sunshine, Robin, David, Nikki, they're definitely, how do I say this? Um, it's almost like, a godly frustration comes. It's probably the only way I can describe it. Um, you know, like we're just going, okay, and, you know, they're going trying to work out things. And, and then you go, hang on, maybe God's in this. Yeah. 
and you realize they've maybe outgrown that spot. You know, God's now got a new mantle and authority on them to actually step into something more. I know Nikki and I, um, oh, it was probably two years ago, we were in Melbourne in a hotel room. And it was quite, you know, a robust conversation as we're lying in bed at night after a conference. And Nikki's going, well, how do you know? And I go, you just got to trust God, you know. It was, it was, it was, remember that? And it was like, all right, let's not talk about it anymore. And he rolled over and we went to bed that night. But it was, there's an awkwardness to growth. And I think sometimes we forget that. And there's an awkwardness, like, for me, like, oh, I don't know how I relate to these people. Not that it's ever been a problem. It's a change. And it's, you know, and I know particularly, you you just know it's the time. It's like, not that you hit a lid, it's just the season has changed. And now they're ready to step into something different. But what's actually happened is, uh, T.D. Jakes talks about it all the time, and it blows my mind. He talks about on a piano... uh, keyboard what do you call it the thing the keys whatever it's octaves it's the same keys over and over again and he talks about so on a lower how many are there this register thank you it's the word I needed Um, voice from the audience thanks Anna Newsham you are now in posterity on our podcast but you know at the lower levels you could play a c note and that's fantastic but when you move it up to another level, it's still up, but it's now at a lower level. I'm trying to explain it. So I say one to 10, you can be a 10 at that level, but now to move to the next level, you might be a one, but you've gone to another level. And I remember when T.D. Jake shared this, and no one wants to start again at one. One is the worst we go, now I've got to build, now I've got to trust God again, now I've got to... And that's really, I kind of sense, you know, like I said, it happens to us, it happens to the church, it happens to these guys. That gets a point, they've hit number 10. There isn't any more to grow them in that capacity. You can keep giving them jobs and for them to go to a number one or two, it's like, I feel like I'm doing all the same things again, but it actually is with a different authority and a different grace. And that's how we grow. And I think that's the constant tension of realizing someone's hitting that place that they need to be released. I remember um, Pastor Gordon Carter uh, from Launceston now, but he was preaching on a Sunday night. And as we drove home, I just was in the car and I looked at Paul and he was a campus pastor at North doing a great job with Susie and the team. And I went, he's got a city in him. Paul goes, what? I go, he's got a city in him. And he goes... I think you're right. And then that's how it starts sometimes, recognising there's a transplanting about to take place to grow the church, to grow the person, to grow people around them. Kind of like when you told me that we'd be doing this, this way, and I was like, what? The whole point is no one looks at me while I'm doing this, right? So it's like, you'll be fine. And I did it in an email. I said, Marin, we'll just do it live. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. I am growing in front of your eyes. We talk about moving into new levels. I want all three of you have been in moments where God's like, take on another city, take on a church, take on a campus, take on a country. Where do you go to in your relationship with God to get to a bigger level? 
what happens in your prayer life, what happens in your conversations with God, because I think lots of us would love to move into new levels of our spirituality. How do we do that? Uh, you know what? There's no shortcuts. You, ju- you know what? It takes time. An egg doesn't boil instantly. Do you know what I mean? A bird doesn't learn to fly the moment it's born. You have to allow time. And so you, you can't ignore the process. You can't ignore the steps. Do you know what I mean? And steps will sometimes be fun, but sometimes steps will be ugly or hard or uncomfortable or irritable, but you have to take every step. So you, give us some examples of okay. those steps. Tell us what that looked like. Well, you. it could be anything. You, you're in the church. You want to be a preacher, but your pastor needs you to clean the toilets. It's yuck. It's disgusting. Do you not know who I am? I am the new, you know, whoever fancy preacher of the century. Or, but, but God needs you to learn humility first. Because if you don't have humility, if you've got pride in you, when you fall, do you know what I mean? So God wants to protect you as much as he wants to grow you. And, you know, God's not into... Um, superstars he's into longevity and he wants to know that when you get to that place you can be sustained there you can grow there even further so you can't skip a step so if God's asking you to do something just do it if God's leading you on a path that looks even if it's going in the wrong direction there's purpose to it and I cannot like it we overcomplicate it it's so simple. You just do what is you find, your hands find you to do. And just fill gaps in the church. Be a blessing to your church. Be a blessing to your senior pastors. And just do whatever you can do. And what happens is one day you wake up and you go, how the heck did I get here? And you just go, oh, 10 years of many steps. Do you know what I mean? So don't run from the process. Don't run from the little things. Don't, don't be so longing for the big things that you miss what you're meant to learn in the little things. So just enjoy the journey. I think we've got to remember, you don't actually see growth. And uh, we're very visual people. We want to measure everything. But, you know, I don't see my kids grow. And yet you can have someone six months later who comes and or Nikki sees them or Robin sees my kids, go, oh, my goodness, you've grown, but haven't seen it once. And I think we've got to understand, you know, we want to see this growth. And, and I think of taking next steps and, you know, releasing and all these things, it just comes such a dependence on God. And, you know, I don't think you ever go, well, you know, I prayed for seven days straight and then, yeah. It's like you fast, you pray and you do all those things, but you might see the growth six months later. You see the breakthrough a year later and you go, that season, God was actually doing something. I remember before we moved to Brisbane, for a whole two weeks, it was a year before, God just kept drawing me saying, would you move? Would you go anywhere? And just in that season, I wrestled for two weeks and I went, yes, I will, God, reluctantly, but yes, and thought, I'm going to move. And it was 12 months later because growth is actually, it's more about a heart response and just that leaning into God, but you actually don't see it quite often. Um, Nikki, we spoke the other night about passion being a consistent thing. You know, we, we put 
Um, we think passion is emotional, but really it's just consistency day in, day out. Do you think moving to new levels in your walk with God is about consistency? What did that look like for you? Moving in, sorry, can you repeat that one more time, the question? I don't really remember the question. <laughs> just tell me what happened when you moved to Adelaide. <laughs> what did you say to God about being well, passionate? Like, yeah, and like taking on bigger stuff. Like where do you go? Like process people. This sorry. is real. This is real. What did you say to God? How do you take on bigger things in the spirit? Well, I, I think bigger things always just, it's kind of like what Robert said, just you start with the small things. Like, I, I you know, I think you just keep saying yes to God, yes to God. And I, I feel like I've just been saying yes to God since I was 13, which is a long time ago now. And, you know, I think you just kind of build up that muscle which just keeps saying yes to God, whatever he kind of asks you to do. And so, but I think that all just comes out of... Um, passion for God and and for me it's passion for God's house like it just has not left me like I, I was saying this all will be repeated on the other podcast but um I just was so grateful for having a church and leaders that would invest into me I'm like well I need to play my part so that I can you know prepare that place for the next generation to come and so it's always been from gratitude and passion for God's house that we just keep doing what we're doing I'm sorry. I'm you may. Bugger. Please. In a row. Um, <laughs> Go for it. No, no. Look, I think we talk these new levels. I think sometimes we can get a little bit, oh, how do I go to a new level? And I just think, like, you talked about being consistent. Just do what's entrusted to you now. And we can overcomplicate it. How do I How do I push through? You know, God at the right time will just cause you to take a step forward. And I think be faithful. Don't despise where you are right now. Never despise. You know, I think for Robin, we always joke about Robin that Paul could give her any job in the church. And she'd go... Yes, Pastor Paul, no worries, I'm onto it. It was always a thing, I'm onto it. And he goes, and I have no doubt that she is. And she would just do it. And I think this is a thing like we talk new levels, it's you look back and go, ah, I'm not stressed about doing that that I was five years ago. That's a new level, you know, whatever it is. And, um, you know, we have different things. Like for me, probably preaching isn't a stress. I labor because you go, God, please tell me. I don't want to just say words. But then I got invited to speak at a girls' college this year. Horrified, terrified, mortified, because that was like, and you just do it. You don't even know if it's good, but you look back and go, I spoke at a school. Now, I know for you, that is something that's easy to do. And so I think that's really interesting that you can't always go, how do I go to a new level? How do I negotiate? How do I navigate that? Be faithful, be consistent. And Nikki is an incredible example of consistency. You know, the consistency in her life is amazing. Um, and I just think, you know, one I have to tell a funny story about Adelaide because um, this is, you know... No, it is funny. It's nothing to worry. It's nothing to do with you. Um, well, it is. Um, <laughs> no, no. Paul's very much like, he goes, we're going to Adelaide. I went, great. I said, who do you think's going to do it? He goes, Dave and Nikki. There's no doubt about it. So what Paul does, he doesn't tell Dave and Nikki that no doubt about it, they're going to do it. Every staff meeting, oh, we've got Adelaide in our spirits. I see Adelaide and, you know, God's calling us to Adelaide. And Nikki would be like, 
you're not expecting us to go, are you? It's like, no, 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 no. It's like this. I was like, good on that person who gets to go. (laughs) Have fun down there. And this is how it works. Um, But Paul gets locked in on one thing, and he brought it up all the time. You know, I feel Adelaide, there's a crying out, Adelaide. This will go on for 12 months. And then after 12 months, I remember Dave and Nikki's like, we feel we might be the people to go to Adelaide. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So Paul drops hints around you constantly, constantly. Go and seek the Lord. It would be a lot easier if you hear from God. But, you know, I think we've got to get beyond this. How do I grow? And I do come back to it. You don't see growth. You keep consistent. You be obedient. And you just do your journey with God because at the end of the day, the greatest thing we're called to do isn't be a woman who goes to new levels. We're called to be women who minister unto God and do whatever he wants us to do. So, you know, I think you know when you're stagnant. You know when you're not doing what God wants you to do. You know those things. So be the person who doesn't do that and just, you know, yeah, keep moving forward to God. very conscious of time, but I have a couple more things I want to ask. Um, such a great message this morning. Wasn't Pastor Nikki's message so good? Um, and I was sitting, I was sitting here, and I was like, I don't want to be a reluctant leader, but sometimes I'm like, God, I really want my Netflix and nap time, you know? And I think, <laughs> I know, it's such a first world problem, but I think when you were talking about Um, This person who doesn't want to give up their Saturday or give up their time and, you know, there are seasons of church life that are full throttle. You're just like going, going, going. How do we move from being reluctant leaders to willing leading ladies without thinking about the cost of it and the cost on dumb things like Netflix time for me? Before you said that, I was going to say you need to weigh up the cost. You know, like if you want to know where you kind of want to be in 10 years time is Netflix and napping gonna like take you there probably not you know no and so wisdom says you know if I wanted to run a marathon which would never ever happen I I've got friends that do it and and I you could run the marathon where you get on a bus yeah I'll do that <laughs> like the Boston runner yeah, that yeah. Bailey oh, talked about. Cheat, yeah. cheat the marathon, yes. Um, but there's like a very evident level of training and, you know, discipline that needs to kind of go into that. And so I remember having a moment, and it was funny, it was around TV, and I was watching something, and I, it wasn't a terrible show, but I remember thinking to myself, is this helping me become the woman of God that I really want to be? And I... And everyone's watching this show and I know, you know, it's popular and I'm like, oh, nah. And I'm like, well, just chop that one out of my life because it's not taking me where I want to go. And so I think you need to kind of calculate that kind of stuff sometimes. You really do need to stop watching The Bachelor, Nikki. I am a, no, Joy, don't watch The Bachelor. Don't judge me, but I watch it, sorry. Judge, I watch judge, judge. Oh, I just, yeah, I admitted that out loud. Is that it's taking okay. you where you want to go, Mary? No, yeah, absolutely it's not. It's probably disintegrating brain cells in the process, but I do it to myself anyway. I think um, a woman of... <laughs> so I'm getting back more spiritually. This also yeah. turns into counselling sessions yeah, for me. Yeah. I'm so, so sorry. Is it a good time to Please. announce a new podcast <laughs> coordinator? No, i you know, the thing I think we all have to remember as well is that a woman of God looks different for each and every person. 
not all of you are ever going to be called to move to some crazy country, okay? You're not supposed to do that, okay? So that's what I'm called to do. And so you don't compare yourself to what someone else is doing. And you know what? It's simply this. What is God telling you to do? Then that is the best woman of God you can be. Don't compromise on that, you know what I mean? Be faithful with the one talent or the ten talents, do you know what I mean? And whatever God is calling you to do, like Nikki was saying this morning, whatever environment you're in, that is your place of influence, that is your place to shine as a woman of God. And it's just, you know what it's simply doing? Just having a heart for God, having a heart for people, and also being willing to be used in every situation uh, where God can use you. Even on the plane flying over here, right? I'm sitting in a good seat next to a quiet Asian couple. You could, they're Chinese, so they don't say a word, and they eat quietly too. And so I'm thinking, this is great. I'm on the aisle. I'm next to a quiet couple. I'll get to sleep. Anyway, the steward comes up to me and says, look, there's a lady over there, and she's like this at me. She wants to swap. And I said, oh, Okay, and he goes, she wants to be near her husband. And I said, okay, that's not a problem, I'll sit. I sit down on the new seat next to these two young Australian guys and they go, oh, you're going to have a drink with us? And I'm just like, oh, this is what this is going to be. Anyway, so, and I just said, no, no, I'm not going to drink. I'm going I'm to watch some movies and go to sleep. Anyway, um, they're all thinking, you know, we're going to have drinks with this girl sitting next to us. And then they say, what do you do? And I said, they probably have no idea what a pastor is. So I said, would you believe I'm a preacher? And you should have seen their jaws drop. Oh, what? So what do you do? I preach. Oh, where do you do that? Everywhere. He's like, you know, so we just start chatting and, you know, what do you talk about? I talk about God. And just a little brief conversation with them. Then the guy comes up and he's asking us if we want drinks. We'll have some lemonade. <laughs> Next to me, I know I thought, I can't make them feel uncomfortable. I said, I thought you were going to have a wine. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's okay? I said, yeah. And he goes, or I'll have vodka. I'm like, okay. Anyway. Long story short, that's the most conversation I had with them, okay? I get off the plane and I see them where our, um, what do you call it, bags are coming. And they're standing there. I said, oh, hi, you know, good luck with your new girlfriend and, you know, see you later. So one of them walks away, but the other one hangs around just a little longer. And he comes up to me and goes, so how did you become a preacher? And I just gave him two seconds story and he and just before he left he said do you think I can give you a hug and I said of course you can it was really lovely to meet you God's got good things for you you know I didn't preach to them I was just a woman of God next to them and God can use you how wherever you are in whatever capacity you are and just be willing to to be used yeah I think at the end of the day, one of the greatest things we can do as women, as girls, is to have a heart that goes, I just want to please Jesus. And if you could boil your life down to that, 
I desire to please him. And it doesn't matter what stage of your journey at, then when he comes and maybe has a whisper into your heart and says, don't watch that TV show, Marion. Um, no. I'm no longer watching The Bachelor. So no, and, and I say good. this because there is, there is a journey God takes us on. You know, I was watching MasterChef the other day and I just felt the Spirit of God say, you don't need to watch this anymore. And I went, it's cooking. Like, seriously, I could improve in this area. And he says, because there's a spirit of competition saying, you're not good enough, you are good enough. And so for different reasons, when the Holy Spirit comes, it's all about pleasing him. And if you put and charter your life according to that and go, my desire is I would never please God, uh, displease God, it actually changes everything in your life. And I think, you know, of finding purpose, you know, going to these next levels. Let's not get too Christian or spiritual. Why don't we just set our heart? I want to please Jesus. And that's probably my greatest thing. I know when I displease him and I really want to please him. So good. I have many more questions that I would have loved to ask you, but we are going to run out of time. So can we please thank these incredible women. Small pinch me moment for me to be sitting here in front of you, so thank you, thank you. Guys, you can find Favourite Friends on the Apple Podcasts app, on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using. I'll do you one better. If you accost me at some point this evening and hand me your phone, I will subscribe for you. So we want to get, get these stories out and um, I want to thank all the women who have been so willing to share their stories because, yeah, women are awesome. So Can thank I add you. to that? Only because... There's so many podcasts around, there's so many magazines around, but this is good life-giving stuff that blesses people, you know? Like I said to Rita, I'm listening to her while I'm cooking dinner the other night and haven't seen her in flesh, but you, I'm getting ministered to. And I think, you know, these are powerful tools that, that we've got available. So, and share them with your friends. And it's actually good gossip. It's okay to say, did you hear what Rita said? Oh my Lord, you can gossip that. Thank you so much for listening. Why don't you think about registering for our next conference? It'll be in July 2019 in Brisbane. The details and more about us are on our website at icchurch.com. As always, subscribe to us in whatever app you use for your podcast. Share the episode with a friend. And why don't you also think about coming by our social media uh, to tell us what you think about the podcast, because we would love to hear from you. We're at Favour Women on Instagram. See you next time. 